Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind. My name is Robert Lamb. And I'm Julie. Love Slug Douglas. Ah, uh, yes, because this is uh, this is the, the the time of the year when uh, Valentine's is thrust upon us, mm-hmm. and we all have to celebrate love or curse its name. Or we could listen to an episode about slugs, how they mate, what they're doing with their viscous stuff, and how they may even I don't know heal a, a broken heart. Yeah, before we retread uh, the topic from last year, we're going to discuss a little new material that we ran across uh, involving the role of the slug in the matters of the heart. In this case, literally the matters of the heart. That's right, because as you will find out, um, if you haven't already heard this episode about slug mating rituals and some of their other virtues, these guys have inspired heart surgeons to create a kind of glue based on the slime that slugs create. Yeah, and as, as we explored last year, the slug slime is incredible. It's not just, it's easy to just discount it. Oh, it's a slime, you know? But it's this, this amazing viscous fluid that is all at once, uh, the outer layer of their body. It is the road they travel on. It is the, the substance of their, their physical lovemaking. It is a means of communicating with one another. It's, it's fabulous stuff. And so scientists are drawn again and again to slug slime for possible solutions. And in this case, surgical glue inspired by slug slime. Yeah, because you can use surgical glue on a heart, but the problem is, is that it is wet and it's a beating heart and it's really hard to get this stuff, true surgical glue to really take, right? And you don't want to use stitches or staples because we are talking about really fragile tissue with the heart. So... What does a what does a good researcher do? Well, a team from Boston Children's Hospital and MIT mimicked the slug slime and came up with this adhesive, which is uber sticky, water and blood proof, and it dries in seconds via UV light. So it's just one more reason to celebrate slime and slugs. Yeah, it's also biodegradable, unlike a, a lot of existing surgical glues, which are not only not biodegradable, they're also uh, uh, potentially toxic. So. Uh, yeah, you just shine a little UV light on it, activates it, it uh, it hardens up less than five seconds. The hole is sealed. Now, currently, the seal is holding only for about 24-hour uh, period. They'll need it to hold a little longer for it to really be effective, but, uh, but you know, they're getting there. They're working on bumping that time up. So there you go. Uh, in restaurant parlance, there's a little amuse-bouche before your main entree here of slimy love uh, via our slugs. And we hope that you enjoy this episode, and happy Valentine's Day. The slug serves as an example of just how wild and diverse and, to humanize, hideous uh, sexual reproduction really is. In in, in nature in, and, and maybe how sanitized it is in humans. Yeah. I don't know. That's, well, that's it, a value judgment. I'll leave that for someone else to make. It but just shows us how much human baggage we bring to the situation. I'm going to tell you that some slug sex, in particular leopard slugs, and we'll talk more about them, Kind of make human sex look a little milk toast, a little vanilla. Yeah, I will. I will admit that as repulsed by slugs as I am, like I feel like this deep in my genes repulsion to them. Not in my blue genes, but in my actual genetic material. Like mm-hmm. there's a deep, like they are my ancestral enemy um, that that I am avoiding because I know they will crush me. You think you you have ancestral memories exactly of slugs? As repulsed as I am, I have to admit that there is something weirdly beautiful about it. If not beautiful, then at least 
elaborate. Like it's it's elaborately grotesque. It's 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 grotesque in a way that uh, that, that it becomes almost art. All right. So before we start talking about slug sex and all girding our loins for that, let's talk about slug anatomy because most slugs are hermaphrodites. They have both a penis and a genital opening, right? Yes. Uh, so with, when they have sex, they can both fertilize and are fertilized. It's important to remember too that your common slug, its ancestor had a, had a shell. It is descended from shelled uh, gastropods. So if your rear end is in a shell. Where do you think evolution has put all of your important bits? Right up there at the head. So it's from the head that the penis of a, of a slug uh, protrudes, right out the side, like a weird hat. Yeah, so and think, then, yeah think about the anus being over there, the too. The anus is over there, too. So, mm-hmm. um, so there's that. And, and again, yes, this is because they are descended from snails. Right. The genital orifice, everything, the mouth, everything has to be up front, has to be front-loaded because the rear is back there uh, in in the shell where Dr. Doolittle rides, if you are a fan of that movie. And really, knowing all this stuff about snails makes that even weirder. So keep that in mind when we're talking about some of the configurations that these slugs make when they are uh, engaging in their reproductive efforts because, again, all the business is pretty much over there on the head. Yeah, face-to-face um, sex because that's where it's two faces Going at it All right. in various ways, as we'll discuss. Let's discuss one of the ways, one of the strategies that slugs approach reproduction, stabbing. Yes. Now, it's important to, uh, to realize that what we're talking about here is sexual conflict between, uh, among these creatures. And this is the idea that you have uh, individuals in a species, uh, and, and they are competing with other individuals for mates. So they want to do whatever they can to ensure that their genetic material passes on and not the genetic material of rivals and other other uh, individuals that uh, that their mate is mating with. So you see various methods uh, in, in various animals where they use this. You see, for instance, there are sperm plugs, which you can, you can look up, which it's, a, it's about, I've got mine in there, so I'm just going to sort of block it up so that nothing else can get in there, too. You see barbed penises uh, in, in various creatures, especially in, 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 in insects. Uh, I've seen them referred to as torture phalluses. If you want to hear more about that, check out our, our episode that we did on the penis and the evolution of the penis. Um, you, so you see a lot of sexual competition, evolution trying to, to, to game this scenario so that the, the, the mating creature has the advantage over all the other creatures that are mating with its mate. I'm glad you queued that up because I think that it's, it's important to keep this in mind when you think about um, slugs in what seems sort of rough dealings with reproduction. And, mm-hmm. of course, that's anthropomorphizing them, but um, we can't help to. But yeah. thinking of it in that context, I think, helps you to better understand why um it is maybe as dire seeming as it is. Yeah, or I mean it's a violent. brutal. It's a brutal game with high stakes. The stakes are high. They couldn't be any higher because ultimately the genetic mission of this creature and any any creature is to pass its genes on. Yeah. So let's look at the sea slug. Yes. All right. According to IO9 author Robert T. Gonzalez, uh, sex is initiated when one slug uses a syringe-like organ to gore its partner. That's where the stabbing comes in. Yes. And you, uh, you see the same activity in a number of air-breathing land snails and slugs as well. So this is not particular to sea slugs. Right. But in this particular instance, you've got that syringe-like organ goring its partner and injecting prostate fluid into its body. And then they mate a second time, this time with one slug inserting its penis into the partner's genital opening that they made through mm-hmm. the stabbing. So these are two separate acts. Basically, one is shanking 
and the other is sexing. Yeah, I mean, I, the way I t- like to think of it is the um, the final knife fight in Dune um, between uh, uh, Paul Atreides and uh, and the, the Harkonnen kid uh, played by uh, Sting in the movie. You know, there it's this this vicious fight when they have to uh, counter each other's shields with their uh, slow moving uh, daggers, and uh, at least one of the daggers is poisoned, if I recall. So. It's that kind of situation. There's kind of a. It's like they're they're making love to each other. These snails, mm-hmm. these slugs, but they're also trying to stab each other. It's 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 often described by biologists as, as ultimately a joust, a, a sword fight, uh, because whoever gets their love dart, which is the um, the term that's often used for it, whoever gets their love dart uh, into their mate, they're going to increase the odds that their sperm is going to be victorious inside of that mate. That's right, and. You know, it is said that most slugs would probably prefer to be the shanker rather than the shanky. Evolutionary biologist Rolanda Lang describes the penis thusly. The penis bears four to five large hook-shaped spines at its base and a crown of 20 to 30 minute fine-pointed spines at its tip, which are spread like an anchor during mating. So there's still a question as to why slugs would allow themselves to be penetrated beyond the amount needed to get the stores of sperm, because this happens, right? They get the stores of sperm that they need, but they still engage in this, what we think of as a very vicious act. Um, and it doesn't really increase the reproductive fitness to do yeah. it, but they still engage in it. So the idea is that perhaps the injections of prostate fluid might include nutrients that benefit the stab slug. So it's a bit of a trade-off there. Yeah, and there was this old idea that the love dart was injecting calcium into the mate and therefore making it, giving it a gift, kind of a dowry, uh, and saying, here, here's some calcium. Use this to create the eggs that we have uh, created together. Um but uh, but they they've kind of shied away from that, going more in this hormonal direction. That it's uh, it's enabling this uh, better chance of survival uh, for the uh, the stabber's sperm. Again, reproductive fitness being the most important thing yeah. there. And uh, just as the, you described the uh, the penis in pretty horrific terms, uh, the uh, love darts, uh, which are also called uh, gypsobellums. Um, they vary a great deal as well. You can find images of these, and they look like varying uh, cruel harpoons. And um, and they're made of different substances. Sometimes it's calcium carbonate. Sometimes it's chitin, um, various shapes and sizes. And uh, they can also uh, vary between 1 and 30 millimeters in length. Um, sometimes it's more of a just kind of a stab in the side, like a prison shiving. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the love dart goes all the way through uh, the uh, the mated slug. It's um, it's it's pretty fascinating. In um, we call it a love dart in English, but in Germany they call it a Liebesfeel or love arrow. And uh, there's some there's some people that uh, that argue that uh, the idea of Cupid and his arrow uh, is ultimately um, inspired by the love dart, even though the love dart again is just a it's a stabbing, more of a lance or a dagger. Uh, in the side rather than anything that is actually a projectile. Yeah, and they do come in in various shapes. Um, Some look like spears. I thought Mm -hmm. one actually did look like a graboid as well. So it sort of depends on the species. All right. And most, some have just one um, dart sack. Some Mm -hmm. have more than one. Uh, And then after they have used it, it takes a while to grow it back, to uh, reload the gun, as it were. All right, um, let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we are going to talk about the love lives of leopard slugs. And you really don't want to miss this.
All right, we're back. Leopard slugs. Um, now, cue the Barry White. Yeah, cue the Barry White again. The uh, the leopard slugs. They really make a show. They're they're really about putting on a show of their love for anyone who may be able to watch and stomach this nonsense. Yeah, all right. Imagine these leopard slugs. They're nocturnal. They're grayish yellow with mottled black spots, hence the name yeah. leopard slugs. They measure about four inches long. Uh, let's say that they're cruising through the forest. They pick up a scent in another uh, slug's trail that says... Yeah, they, says, they read the love poem in that, that slug slime. Yeah, it says, come on, baby. Yeah. I don't know. Is that very wide enough? Yeah, that's very wide enough. And so they follow it. They find this other slug, and they stalk each other in a circle again, using their scent trails. And then they say, hey, let's take this up to a more private area. They go up a tree. They find a nice little tree branch. And that's when things start to get a little bit weird. They begin to intertwine. It's quite beautiful. And as they are intertwining, they form a rope of mucus. Yes. That comes down Cirque du Soleil-like. Yes. Imagine this. Rope of mucus extending from the branch. And then they continue intertwining together. And they're suspended like that for a little while in this gooey embrace. Now, but Then the penises come out. That's right. I was yeah. going to say, if that's not... Out of the side of their head. The side of their head, their penises are basically emerging, and they begin to glow blue. Yeah, and these are, these are large phalluses, um, comparatively. Um, like, for a human, it would be like a, like a ba- baby's arm coming out of the side of your head. Or no, larger than a baby's arm, like a... Like an eight-year-old's arm. Okay, so now I'm, I have to say I'm a little bit grossed yeah, out right well, now that you used that analogy. But it's effective to, to give you some idea of scale. So then these uh, these head-placed penises begin mm-hmm. to do the same, execute the same intertwining figure, configuration, right? This embrace. Um, yeah. And you see this glowing blue penises uh, entwined and moving until they bloom into a pulsating blue flower-like globe that's translucent. Yes, it's really alien and oddly beautiful to behold. It's 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 really weird. Now, the reason that they're doing this big light show, this big Cirque du Soleil, hey, look at us, you know, intertwined, mm-hmm. getting it on, um, is that they're passing sperm to and fro mm-hmm. in that um, that sort of flower configuration. Yeah, because again, they're hermaphrodites. They're both male and female. And it's just amazing because, I mean, yeah, this is this is the attempt to fertilize right. each other, and, and it's amazing because it looks like this Tololi sculpture, right? It this, does, yeah. This glass blown sculpture that's happening before your eyes. But my favorite part of this is that it, you have this entirely intricate, beautiful, disgusting display of reproductive fitness, and then there's just this unceremonious drop of one of them plop onto the forest floor. Like, you would think that they would have come up with a more elegant way to, to end it. But uh, it's quite it's quite a sight to behold. If you want to see it yourself, check out io9, uh, Sex Life of Leopard Slugs. Yeah, I believe they're embedding uh, a video uh, created by uh, Discovery and BBC. Mm-hmm. Attenborough yeah, narrates Attenborough it. Attenborough narrates it. And I, you want Attenborough narrating, uh, well, anything in the natural world, but especially... Uh, slugs doing it. Yeah, because he's got that great wink-wink, nudge-nudge with his voice that he does. Yeah. So imagine it applied to this scene of beauty before you. Now I know what you're thinking. Well, that's where it ends, right? Maybe this, uh, and we're, we're generalizing the entire vast buffet of slug sex in this, but you begin with a little gentle stabbing. 
then you uh, you go up into the trees and you you intertwine and you uh, intertwine penises and create a glowing flower and swap uh, sperm and you think well then then you're done right not necessarily because in some uh, slugs you see something that we call apophilation which uh, is uh Maybe not as sexy as it sounds. This is uh, when one slug chews the other's penis off. It occasionally will chew its own penis off. And swallow it. And swallow it, <laughs> yeah. That's auto-apophilation. Auto-apophilation, yes. Mm-hmm. So what is all this sexual cannibalism? What is it about, right? Because we've we've encountered, uh, we've talked about sexual cannibalism before, where you have like, the female will eat the male or part of the mm-hmm. male following mating. Sometimes because, hey, the male was only there to mate, and then once he's done... There's no sense keeping him around. Might as well make a meal out of him. Right. Female orb spiders, right? Right. In this case, though, these are these are hermaphrodites. So what's what's going on here? Well, these uh, these banana slugs in particular, of course, called banana slugs because oh. of their yellow color and uh, their occasional black spots. Uh, they're not entirely sure why the chewing is going on. Um, but let me just kind of give you a little bit of information about these guys. Uh, they are the second largest slug in the world. So imagine that. Um, imagine, that. imagine that when you start to talk about the slug penis, which is usually the length of the slug itself. It is also the official mascot of the University of California, Santa Cruz. Really? Yeah. Really? They're the banana slugs? Yeah. Oh, God. I assume they don't have a sports program. Like, this has to be just like chess club or something. I I don't, well, but... Or, or, well, or mild sport. I just can't imagine, like, a football mascot as a banana slug. I mean, I, it's better than a dog, I guess, but... I mean, it would inspire fear in the competitor, right? Like, I'm going to chew your penis off. Yeah, if they really went all out with it, I guess it would work, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, its scientific name is Dalek phallus, which means long penis. So what we find when we look at slugs uh, getting it on is that, again, they find each other via the chemical traces in their slime trail. They make a bed of slime to cuddle on, essentially. There's some head waving. They uh, get very close to each other, and then they begin to... Actually, when I say they get close together, they're in a yin-yang configuration. Mm-hmm. Um, then they begin to gently bite genital openings of each other. So what happens next is they, they spring, their penises spring out from uh, their heads... And they insert the penises and the nearby genital slits. And then intercourse lasts for hours, for hours. And then with their multiple pairs of teeth known as the radula, sometimes one or both of the slugs gnaws the penis off the other. This is that apophilation. So the idea at first was that they were doing this because the penis was uh, getting stuck. And yeah, perhaps, I, I ran across that that theory. Yeah, that they were they're intertwined. It's like, how do we get out of this? Well, we could bite through these penises, and then they do. But but the uh, but what we're really getting down to ultimately is again sexual conflict, right? Yes, because it's not about that. Because actually, what happens is that the penis, when it is not erect, it's not a problem for it to pull out. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, imagine this this penis is the length of the the actual uh, banana slug itself. So uh, they do think it has to do with this idea of, okay, well, I'm going to chew your penis off and I'm going to ensure that my sperm from now on is the main deal out there. I'm going to remove you from the playing field. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, it comes down to sexual conflict because every slug is, is both male and female. 
But then after the mating's done, yeah, if you can if you can bite the uh, penis off of the other slug, then you have taken a male competitor off out of the out of the game while leaving uh, a, a perfectly functional female slug out there for what you know for for public use. So it's it's pretty amazing stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now I I saw one of the videos that had the uh, uh, the case of um, auto apophilation mm-hmm. and. Uh, and this one was a situation where the slug engaged in sex, and then they they went off without chewing penises off because sometimes that happens. Like sometimes there's no penis chewing off, and when a when a penis is chewed off, again it's still a perfectly functional uh, female slug, so it really doesn't care. It's kind of like all right, you got me, but I'm going to go on carry out my business now. But uh, in this uh, one example, they were looking at the uh, the slug had survived; its penis was still intact, but it had not retracted. And so the slug just turned and, and bit it off and ate it down. So they, they really weren't sure what to make of that. But maybe there was something malfunctioning there. It decided, well, I'm, I'm not just going to walk around with this thing sticking out the side of my head. I look kind of stupid. I better eat it. Do you think slugs will could experience phantom limb? I, I get the impression they don't. I get the impression they don't really think that hard about it, you know? That, it's, that it ultimately it's like, ah. Uh, you know, you got me. All right, good on you. You ate my penis off, but uh, but I'm still I'm still a functional female slug. I'm I'm, I'm a hermaphrodite for goodness sake. So that's right. They yeah. can still engage in the act. Yeah, 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 and do so. Indeed. So there you have it. It was a wonderful episode last year. Really fun to get into. I mean, whenever you have uh, creatures shooting love darts into each other and ramming their their phalluses into each other's forehead, you have an amazing topic. Or you can reimagine Cirque du Soleil with slugs yes. making love on those little mucus tendrils coming from the ceiling. Yeah, and if you want more slug content, uh, be sure to check out StuffToBlowYourMind.com the week of this publication. I'll make sure to bump up some some older slug content that we did, uh, some other podcast episodes, as well as a number of blogs. So hey, StuffToBlowYourMind.com, visit it. That's the mothership. Links to all the things we make, all the social media accounts that we use. And Julie, if people want to get in touch with us in an old-fashioned way, in a more one-on-one way, what is the address of You say old-fashioned, but I think it's all cold. <laughs> and you can do so at below the mind at discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com.